after you've been meditating for a while, when the next time you sit for a session, try to recall as vividly as you can the meditative state that you left in the last session. And as you are settling yourself into this, your, your posture, have that memory as vividly as you can, and almost with an act of will, try to induce the memory into the present experience. So as you check your leg, recalling it, try to infuse, induce that experience into the present experience of how the legs are fitting now. And hold on to your determination as to what exactly you're going to do in this session, what you're going to meditate on. So you're going to meditate on wisdom, so have a in strong intention to have a clearer understanding. So check your legs, place your hands in such a way, you don't have to consciously hold them in place. Make sure your elbows are not too far, nor too close. Shoulders are even, relaxed. Your back comfortable, naturally straight. Center your head and neck. Again, so you don't have to consciously hold them in place. Make sure the jaws are not too loose, the teeth are not clenched. Have the tip of the tongue touching slightly <coughs> the back part of the upper teeth. Make sure you have the intention to have them relaxed. And relax them. Then bring your attention to the breath. You're not concerned about forcing the mind to focus on the breath. You're not worried about how long or how short the duration of the inhalations or exhalations should be or should not be. You're not even concerned about whether or not there are distractions present, whether the ears are hearing things your mind is remembering things, the body is feeling things. You're not concerned about chasing them, you're not concerned about holding on to any of them. Your only concern is, are you aware of the breath? While you're exhaling, do you know that you're exhaling? How does it feel like? you feel the physical sensation of the breath. And as you inhale, do you, are you aware that you are inhaling? Do you feel the physical sensation of the inhalation? And that's your only concern. So while you are observing the breath in this way, if you hear something
and as you continue to know the exhalations as it is occurring know the inhalation as it is occurring have a part of your mind scan the posture once more making sure that it's comfortable that there is stability in the posture you're not consciously holding any part of the posture in place and if you need to make any adjustments make the adjustments stay as aware of the breath as you can inhaling exhaling check the legs aware of inhaling aware of exhaling check the hands aware of the inhaling aware of the exhaling make adjustments if necessary and using your recollection of how the body was was in your last session before you ended the meditation and very determined about what you're going to do in this session this is where the passion comes in and as you are recalling the passion it should not disturb the state that you the state of tranquility that is taking place so after you've checked the posture you feel a bit confident that you can hold on to this posture you've made all the necessary adjustments now go back to just the breath again you're not concerned about how focused the mind should be on the breath you're not concerned about should the exhalations be longer or shorter nor are you concerned about the inhalations being longer or shorter and you're not concerned about the presence of distractions you're not trying to chase them away you're not trying to hold on to any that may be present you approach the breath with a concern of am i aware of it what with exhalation while you're inhaling do you know you're inhaling are you aware of the physical sensation connected with inhalation and going back to exhalation notice this continuity of awareness from exhalation to inhalation back to exhalation how it is unbroken and try to hold on to this continuity try to keep it unbroken while following 21 cycles of breath
aware of the senses of ease that you're experiencing in the posture itself, how it is reflected in the breath, how it is even reflected in the quality of your awareness. And let your mindfulness of this sense of ease as it gets deeper and deeper be like your raft taking you deeper into more profound states of meditation. Without disturbing this sense of ease, begin to think about the goal you're seeking. When you have finally arrived at the realization, what was it that you depended upon that was your guarantee? Bring your attention to the space in front of you, at the level of your eyebrows, about an arm's length or a prostration's distance from you, and start to feel the presence of a very bright form. your guarantee, your infallible guide, your perfect protector. And as you consider these terms in relation to you, your guide, your protector, your guarantee, find within you that measure of conviction that you are indeed in such a presence. No matter what this measure, how slight it may be or how overwhelming it may be, hold on to it. While holding on to it, show your reverence in your mind prostrate it take refuge never lose the purpose, the reason, the motivation. Let it be the background of the entire meditation. So make it as strong as you can.
finding that measure of conviction again that you are indeed in the very presence of your guide, your teacher, your protector. Now show your gratitude, make offerings. Think of things that you own that makes you happy. Offer those things and the very happiness that they give. Offer these as well along with the happiness that they give. you have presently that is holding you back, that is obstructing you from achieving your goal. Strongly wish to be free of it. Recognizing your responsibility. Admit your faults, the actions committed under their influence. Knowing that the power of habit is too strong for you to deal with them alone. So you turn your attention and trust yourself for strength and protection to the three jewels. According to your capacity, make a promise of restraint, thinking of a definite period of time, from a moment to a day to a week, that you will exercise restraint. And think of something to do to make up. your mind take great joy in all the measures of goodness, merits which have ripened, merits which are being collected, merits which are in the form of potentials, yours and others. Especially rejoice for those who have achieved the goal you are seeking. Rejoice in their efforts and their accomplishments.
Now let your mind, with your mind, survey the conditions of beings. See their various troubles. How happiness continues to elude them. Embrace them with the compassion and the love that is rising within you. Turn your attention to the teacher in that bright form. Through the power of your compassion and your love, feel connected through the teacher to all enlightened beings and immediately make the request ask them to please teach beings how to truly end their pain how to find true happiness and to always remain with beings never abandoning them until they are truly happy truly free strong determination in your hand in the beginning as to what you're going to do, the reason for doing it, and with the strength of your determination, dedicate the merit you gained so far to help you succeed in this meditation. fallible guide and holding on to that measure of conviction beg the teacher to come to the crown of your head aspiring to feel closer to the teacher see and feel that bright presence of the teacher now above your head facing the same direction as you are Think of the meditation you're about to do. Think of the obstacles, strongly wishing to be free of them. Think of the realizations you seek, strongly wish to realize them. And beg the teacher's blessings to be free of the obstacles, 
and to gain realizations. rehearsing your mind that the very object of your aspiration is right above your head. The very state that you aspire to embody is right above your head. Then through the strength of your aspiration, the form dissolves into a point of light. See and feel it descend through the crown of your head see it and feel it merge with your mind at your heart center and hold on to the sense of having merged with the teacher for whatever length of time you can. back to the breath, knowing that you're breathing in while you're breathing in, knowing that you're breathing out while you're breathing out, stay aware of the body, 
You can uh, stretch your legs if you want. Okay, make yourself comfortable. continue I have to announce that we won't have class next Friday okay uh, and we'll we'll be able to resume the following Friday okay we'll resume the following Friday okay right so we are meditating on well wisdom doing wisdom meditation uh, remember that uh, experiential state where you feel, uh, or what should I say, where the ego feels that it has lost its foundation, it's lost its uh, uh, support. If it really matter what kind of, what method you're using, to, as far as the analysis is concerned, that's where you're trying to arrive at. That's where you're trying to arrive. Okay. So after examining for, uh, the, the, the self, that is, there seems to be this clear self-existent self, and you try and you do uh, your uh, analysis. And your analysis is not you not you don't engage you don't approach analysis from the beginning, think uh, trying to uh, uh, discount or trying to deny the existence of of what seems to be this self-existent self. Actually, your analysis is trying to establish it. Your, tr- your analysis is trying to say, oh, okay, here's the self-existent self. Let me really find it. Okay, that's that's your approach in your analysis. If you approach it, oh, I've heard it doesn't really exist. Let me find that it doesn't exist. You're you're not doing wisdom meditation. Okay. So after a while, and uh, uh, depending on which uh, meditation you, you choose to do, which analysis, which method of analysis you choose, then you arrive at the sense where this very concrete sense of self that uh, a self-existent self that that seemed to so concretely to, to concretely exist after analysis of trying to find it you don't find it anymore okay so now immediately then what the mind w- will do or may do is to grab onto something else say oh that's uh, okay that's not self-existent but this is self-existent and that's when you start. You have to start the lack, lack of lack of self-existence of phenomena. Okay. It is to continue to uh, to remove the, this this tendency of a grasping to self-existence of the mind. Okay. Just finding the lack of self-existence of the self, or, or, or should say of the person, of the of of, of the person who. Should be sufficient to to get to uh, to nirvana, okay. But the tendency, the the habit of grasping is so strong that you may find uh, the mind either strongly grasping to phenomena. So okay, I don't see a self. I don't see an owner of the body. I don't see an owner of the mind. The mind is not really the. The, the self-existent self that I thought it was, but the body really exists. 
the mind really exists. Okay. Then you have to, and this may not be something that you are consciously doing. This, this, this is happening at an unconscious level. Okay. Just like you're not consciously every day going around saying, I exist self-existently, hello, this is, I'm, I'm self-existent, Bob, how are you self-existent, you know, Jennifer. Okay. You know, we don't go around doing that. But this is something that's happening at an unconscious level. Okay. This, this strong grasping. And because it is so strong, then it moves into grasping onto something else. Now, the, and it's, it's the same thing that you do. Uh, and this tendency of, of uh, 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 feeling this, uh, the, the ego feeling dysfunctional if it doesn't have something to, to, something to support it if it doesn't have something that it can hold on to as a security. This tendency also, you must, you must sm smash it. So just like uh, uh, yeah, in the, the king of meditative absorption sutra, where the Buddha says, um, existence and non-existence are extremes, purity and impurity are extremes, and even the middle, even, ho even holding onto the middle is an extreme. So you shouldn't, w the, the tendency of the mind trying to grasp, okay, try, you try to grasp to one extreme, extreme and you and you, and you trying to see, okay, does that extreme really, is it really there? And it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't truly exist. And you, you, the ten mind now grows onto the other extreme and you, di you discount that. Then it grabs on another one. And it's okay, now I'm going to grasp onto the middle. Okay. And you have to be very careful uh, 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 with, with this wh when you're grasping onto the middle because it seems like that's what you're supposed to do. Okay. Just like uh, I mentioned last time, you have this uh, incredible understanding, well, an incredible teaching about uh, the, the very subtle way of, 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 of the existence of, of dependence of phenomena how your own mind is part of the mind. <coughs> so the same way that you let go of phenomena, stop grasping onto them, you must also cease to grasp, you must not grasp onto the mind. Okay. So even the middle, which is, you know, everybody, I mean, that's what Majamika means, the, 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 the real middle path. You're supposed to not even grab, grasp onto that. Okay. So, the, as far as the experience is concerned, when, when you are doing the meditation on, on uh, wisdom and you find yourself uh, having arrived at this, an experience where you really feel that there's nothing to hold on to. And when the m mind, you know, like uh, if you're falling, uh, what, what happens if you're falling and you don't see the, you don't see the bottom? Well, that, not that has, that has happened to you, but <laughs> you can imagine it. If you're falling, what, what, is, what, is the, what is the natural, what is the immediate thing, the instinctual thing that you would start to do? Try, trying to grab onto something. I mean, there's nothing to grab onto. You're just falling, and you're trying to grab onto something. Okay? So when you're in that experience where, you, where the mind was convinced that this thing exists, and then you arrive at it doesn't exist, and like you know, it, it was the thing that uh, it was your the thing that you were uh, standing on. It was your support. 
and then it's gone and it'll have a, a sense of acceptance that, that that's just it there's nothing to grab onto stop trying to grab onto something okay air is not the air and in the, the, the analogy uh, you're falling in, in, in this hole uh, the air is not suddenly going to have a sense of solidity to it so you can grab onto it while you're, tr- while you're trying to grab onto something okay it's just it's not this nature there's nothing to grab onto and that is the nature of everything there's nothing to grab onto the ultimate nature of everything that appears to you that, 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 that appears to be graspable the ultimate nature is that there's nothing to grab onto and you just have to let the mind you know say okay that's it okay stop grabbing there's nothing to grab onto accept it already <laughs> okay it's like uh, somebody trying to catch the wind okay that you know, standing there for one mil- for one eon is not gonna, there's not going to be a co- come a time when you finally going to be able to grab onto the wind okay and there's not going to be a time where phenomena whether it is your mind whether it is outside phenomena is going to have a nature for you to grab onto it's not, it's not going to happen so tell, let the mind make the mind accept it so this bottomlessness that you feel this foundationlessness that you feel this complete lack of security that, that the mind is forced to experience the mind has to be, be made to, to accept it this is it this is it actually this complete lack of security this complete lack of foundation is the very substance <laughs> the very foundation of everything that exists okay. so always have in your mind when you're doing meditation on, on wisdom that you're not looking for some intellectual satisfaction you're looking for this experience and then you, you are the, the, one of the there are many modes of arriving at the experience and the, uh, the, the mode uh, includes some uh, includes the intellect and it's almost as if uh, uh, to arrive at this completely non-conceptual rea- reality doesn't make sense <laughs> you have to exhaust the mind conceptualization you have to exhaust all intellectual grasping okay. that's what the analysis is for okay. and again do not approach it with the idea that you're trying to deny what you're seeing doesn't really exist that's not meditation on emptiness that's not meditation on 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 uh, on, uh, on wisdom like for example uh, you might hear that you know just empty your mind because since phenomena's ultimate nature okay. so even even this absence of thought if you can achieve it uh, it's absolutely impossible by the way <laughs> if this experience where you feel that there's, there are no thoughts whatsoever going on, even that is some sort of positive entity. Okay. So the emptiness that you arrive at when you're doing when you're doing meditation wisdom has no positive, no positivity, uh, no positivity, no positivity, no positivity to it. 
Okay? It shouldn't be something that you can say, oh, here it is. It, it, it's not something that you can, you, can, you, you can feel that you can say that, here it is. Remember, remember that, that, that sense of mystery. It's like, uh, not mystery in the sense of something to solve, but the sense of pure mystery itself. Okay. Uh, let's do uh, uh, an example of uh, meditation on, on phenomena. For, okay. That's at, like uh, trying to find. Like, you look at uh, a phenomena, and it seems to evident, evidently has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Okay. Like we seems like we are. There is something called birth, right? No one can deny there is something called birth. No one can deny there is something called aging that comes. And there's no one can deny there's something called, called death that, that, that comes. Okay. It, they, those things, you know, they, they seem to scream their existence at you. That they really exist. There's a really birth. There's really aging. There's really death. And then you, you approach it trying to really find them. And you can't really find them. State of, wait a minute, I cannot deny they exist, but I cannot find them. It's that state that, uh, is that would you call a paradox? Okay, it's that state of paradox you want, or, or to, uh, you want to arrive. And then you, you must make your mind feel at ease in this paradox. Okay, and when the mind is finally, uh, oh, they have, they have this very elaborate uh, term in the sutras, uh, has, when the mind has arrived at Patience, the profound patient, patient acceptance. Profound patient acceptance. Well, never mind. <laughs> when the mind arrives at accepting it, patiently, bearing it, able to bear it, then the mind can, can be at ease. That is the grasping, the sense of grasping is gone. Okay. Uh, so which, com- which comes first? Birth or aging or death? I mean, mm, birth. Birth, yeah, birth seems to come first, right? And then, a- then comes aging, and then comes, <coughs> and then comes uh, death, right? So if birth really came first, that means at the moment of, of birth, that means there's no aging, there's no death, right? You say, okay, maybe, okay, birth doesn't come first, okay. And you try to substitute any one of those, no matter how silly it sounds, no matter how silly it seems, do the exercise. Okay, let's see if, let's see if this one came first. And then try to, and really, and the thing you're supposed to really look at it, okay? Birth, aging, death. They seem to be three distinct phenomena, three distinct entities. And they seem to happen in sequence. And, 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 th- and th- that's what they're saying they are. We are. They're saying, hello, we are distinct. Hello, we happen in sequence. And you can deny it. And you say, yeah, of course I don't deny it. Now, really look, really look to see if they are distinct. Really look to see if they, are, if, they, if they come in sequence. And if they come in sequence, what's the sequence? If, if one appears and then the other ones aren't there yet, then there's Is birth death? Is birth aging? Why doesn't birth just stay birth? 
and aging. Why doesn't it just stay, stay aging? If it comes after, now it comes in and the other one that's not in yet. And he's, he's, he's a real uh, trickster. <laughs> if death, if death is really death, then while you are dying, you should also be already have been born. If dying comes last, then you have to examine. If it really comes last, then it stays death. There shouldn't be birth. Then since if death is the cause for rebirth, then as soon as there is death, what should there be? Birth. But death is not birth. How can it give rise to birth? It is death. Okay. So these seemingly uh, phenomena, these this, this phenomena which, which are yelling at you, saying we are distinct, we are, we are sequential, and you just say, okay, you say, you're, you say you are sequential, you say you are distinct, let me just look at your dis- distinctive distinctiveness. Let me look at your sequence, sequentiality, sequence, sequence, uh, sequential, sequence, sequentiality, sequential. Yeah, okay, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at your sequentiality. Okay. Let me just look at it. And then, what do you find when you really look for them? Okay. And and this thing and this uh, is with any phenomena, when you bring it under the microscope of ultimate analysis. You, when at the end you arrive at this experience uh, as an uh, object to analyze your birth, your death, your aging you can analyze it and try to arrive at its, uh, the ultimate uh, conclusion or you can take the body or you can take the mind try to really find it say body what immediately comes to mind when you say body and then look for that okay Okay. Right. So let's uh, try to find self-existence. clearly to what you're going to meditate on, determination, as you uh, settle into your posture, quickly checking the legs and hands, elbows and shoulders, your back, mouth, teeth, tongue, head and neck, eyes, facial muscles, and as clearly as you can recall the state of trying to induce it in the present experience. 
while you observe five cycles of breath. So as you check the legs, induce that tranquil state you left in the earlier session. As you observe the breath, induce that sense of ease you experienced before. And as you're aware of your mind being aware, induce the sense of calm you experienced before the break. Clearly determined. After observing the breath, the five cycles, bring your thinking to your heart center. You don't have to actually experience it that way, just say the words, I am thinking in my heart center, if that's all that you can do. begin your analysis while you're looking for self-existence.
without disturbing the sense of tranquility you're experiencing, be very mindful of it. Look at their conditions, the various sufferings that they are enduring. strongly wish that they could become free of these various forms of suffering. Strongly wish that they could find true happiness. Dedicate the merits of this meditation to the achievement of your ultimate goal. attention back to the breath, staying aware of the breath, slowly become aware of the body starting with the head, breathing in, breathing out, be aware of the top of the head, breathing in, breathing out, include more and more of your body until you reach the toes. encounter this person who is a source of trouble for you and you're forced to 
deal with this person in a periodical basis. Then you're told in this class that he's coming from your mind. Or she's coming from your mind. Then you go home, you do something with your mind, and then after a while, this person is agreeable. This person is no longer a trouble, source of trouble for you. Now here's the danger. One is to two conclusions that are both wrong. One is that some substance in your mind went to that person and then fixed them. The other, this conclusion is wrong. The other conclusion that is wrong is to say, oh, it's completely just my mind. Now, where did I leave you? Be comfortable in the hole. <laughs> okay. You can't deny that you did something in just in your mind. Functioning things are established by the mind. Functioning things are not created by the mind. It seems to be the same, but they're not. Okay. All right. See you next the following week. <laughs> Thank you.